Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming for New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.huzzahcon.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by The Wargaming Company. Wish you could play a great Napoleonics wargame that's different from the same old stuff? Try ESR. ESR makes Napoleonics accessible, a complete system with you as a core commander. Start an army with ESR box sets or use your existing collection. It's meaty enough for diehards, but friendly for newcomers. Visit thewargamingcompany.com. Welcome to Wargaming Recon. I am your host, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. Wargaming Recon is the only member of the TSR Podcast Network to discuss historical and New England gaming. Today, we are getting political. No, don't turn off yet. (laughs) We're going to be talking about political games. Games that you can play where you can kind of dive into the political spectrum a little bit if you are so inclined i am one such individual i actually majored (laughs) i was crazy i majored in politics and history and thought i would have a career in politics i did for a while until i decided to retire but i do enjoy a good political game and here in the united states everything's all full force as we inch ever so closer towards the election in which we will vote and elect whomever will be president of our country. And normally such a thing might not impact a global audience, but the United States is a peculiar beast. (laughs) And so uh, our political machinations tend to be of interest to other parts of the world. I'm not going to make any commentaries about our process, nor whom one may or may not want to cast your support for because that's not what we do here but what we do do is we talk about games and there is a whole slew of games that you can play if you want to kind of dabble into the political field as it were and since there are so many people now playing games on their mobile devices we want to kind of touch on some games that you can play on your mobile device so i actually play a few games on my smartphone i'm using an apple iphone xr so these games that i'm going to be talking about right now and i'll be sure to cover it when i mention the game are available on the Apple App Store. They're available for iOS. They may also be available on the Google Play Store or if you have an Android device. Uh, Some of the games we'll be talking about are computer-based only, whether you have a desktop, whether you have a laptop, and some actual physical games. So I will be sure to uh, mention that as appropriate. The first one I want to talk about is called 
270, just the number 270. It references the fact that you need 270 <laughs> electoral votes here in the United States in order to become president. It is an iOS game with pretty good graphics. You play on a map of the United States. You start off by choosing which candidate you would like to play at running for the presidency. So you get to choose your party. You can be uh, a Republican. You can be a Democrat. You can choose to go ahead and play for the general election. You can choose to play for the primaries. You can also choose to play as an independent. You get a certain number of candidates and certain candidates for free to start off. You can Go ahead and play the game for free using those, or you can go into their shop if you wish to pay some money. You can spend $6.49 a month to get a subscription, which allows you to have access to every single character that they have in their shop. They have everyone from Elon Musk to Barack Obama to Joe Biden, Ronald Reagan, to historic characters like JFK to Lincoln, so you can have a combination of modern to ones from before so you can kind of pick whoever you would like they're color-coded so characters with a red background are only playable if you're choosing to play as a republican characters as a blue background can only be played if you're playing as a democrat and ones that kind of have this yellowy orange hue are ones that are independent and you will see that they might be different versions of characters depending on which party you would like to do so for example you can have ones like, I'm trying to go and find an example. You can play as Santa Claus, which is a bit of fun. And their background is split between Democrat and Republican, same as Martin Luther King Jr. You can go ahead and choose any of those. And then when it comes in time, you can pick which background, uh, which rather demographic you want. So Thomas Jefferson has all three. So you can go ahead and do that. Uh, like I said, some are one version, some are another. There's different modes, so you can purchase the primary mode, which allows you to play in the 2020 primary. That really only works if you want to do Democratic candidates. And then they have something called the hard mode, which is $1.99. It makes it extra difficult. But when you get in the game, you choose which states you want to go into. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to go ahead and try to win the state? you spend money to try to reach a certain threshold? Do you want to go ahead and instead try to get financial backing from a large group such as um, big conservatives? Do you want to get it from the gun lobby? Do you want to get it from uh, the youth uh, and things like that? And then as you go ahead and take control of states, you will find that you are able to get support from different groups such as big oil or high tech or demographics like Latinos or African-Americans uh, and things of that sort. And as you get support from these different groups and also the larger group, it gives you more money in your war chest, which allows you to buy into states. Uh, so you don't do things like having really advertising in there. You're not trying to do advertising that way. There's no debates or anything like that sort. Uh, your thing is you are spending money trying to um, in a more abstract level, uh, trying to get control of different states. And it's you and whatever other candidates are campaigning are trying to do such a thing. So you can actually play online. You can play 
uh, in a local mode where you just kind of pass your device to your friends. You can do a single mode where you play against computers. You can do tournaments as well. So there's all sorts of different things. It's a nice tutorial, which I really enjoy. And it, you're able to have up to three, I believe, ongoing games. So you can stop and start a new one and just kind of go at it. Uh, it is probably my go-to iOS political game. It's really well done. A lot of fun, and you can just kind of go ahead and go at it. So the next one I want to talk about is also for iOS. It's called Campaign Manager, and it allows you to pick a campaign from 2020 to 1992 with preset candidates. So, for example, if you pick 2020, you have Trump versus Biden. It's, again, an American political game. All the way back to 1992, it's Bush versus Clinton. Once you pick your year for the campaign, you would then go ahead and pick what side you want. So, for example, if it's 1992, you can pick, do you want to play as Bill Clinton or as George Bush? You pick your candidate, you choose your difficulty level, and again, you are given a map. But this one is different. So, you are able to set an overarching campaign where you want to focus on different things like the economy, healthcare, social issues, immigration, and so forth. You can upgrade Things like your volunteer coordinator level, which allows you to have a greater impact of volunteers that you hire for your states. Your campaign manager level, which allows your campaigns to actually be more effective. Or your fundraiser level, which basically, uh, when you want to fundraise, there'll be random pop-up balloons across a map. And you have to tap on them to get the money. So if you upgrade that, that gives you uh, more possibilities of getting such a thing. You can... Then go back to the map and you would tap on whatever state you want to do an action in. And when you tap on a state, it gives you some demographic information. How many people live there? What their mood is? Neutral? Are they angry? Are they happy? Whatever. How many electoral votes there are? What percentage of the population is undecided? Is Democrat? Is Republican? And what the top three issues are for that state. So then you have four options in there. You can do a television campaign, which is expensive, but reaches a lot of people. You can do a radio campaign, which is cheaper than TV, but really effective with older voters. A ground campaign, which is costly, but it helps you to go with undecideds. And then you can also hire volunteers. For any of the three campaign types, television, radio, and ground, you tap on them. Then you choose your impact level. And the higher the impact level, the more expensive it is. You choose your topic along the slider. And what style? Do you want to have a positive mood about it? So if you're doing healthcare, healthcare rather, and you do style positive, you would say like nice things about healthcare. Uh, if you want to scare, be scare tactics, or maybe you want to rebut what's going on. And you do that for each state that you want to do a thing in, and you let it run um, by pressing a play button, and then time just passes. Uh, in the top right of the screen, above your campaign map, it gives you an electoral vote estimate. Uh, going by numbers of uh, blue would be Democrats, black are undecideds, and red would be Democrat uh, would be Republicans. So you go ahead and play. That is a fun game as well to play. A little more abstract level, but a little more involved than 270. So that's kind of cool. The next one I want to talk about is Lawgiver. And there's two versions of this. There's a free version on iOS, and there's also a premium version, which you pay for. I have both. And in Lawgivers, you are in a parliamentary system. So this is a case where you are managing a political party in parliament and you can choose different countries. Uh, you get to do all sorts of things from voting on how many members of parliament there are to what laws get enacted. You can give speeches to different uh, 
organizations. So you can give an interview, for example, to uh, the radio or your local paper. But all of these things cost money. So your party only has so much money. You can go ahead and uh, call for elections uh, and everything costs money. Not real money, but like in-game money. So you don't spend any money on that, but like your party would have to expend resources for it. You can also go ahead to do polls to find out how the population intends to vote at the next general election, what laws they want to be approved, do they want a man or a woman as president, uh, and things of that sort. You can get a resource which is black money. It's corrupted money that you can go ahead and use to do things on other party members, uh, or rather members of other parties, such as trying to buy them, to bribe them basically to join your party, to buy their vote for an upcoming thing that you have coming up, a vote, or to actually eliminate them, which is very sinister. Uh, if you choose to tap on a leader of the another party, which is designated by having a star next to them, you have this also option of buying the vote of the entire party. Now, it doesn't mean the whole party will vote for whatever legislation you have coming up, but increases the odds of it. And if you happen to be uh, the president, uh, the head of parliament, you're in a separate little box, and you can do things like veto an upcoming uh, bill, you can steal money from the country to get that corrupted money for yourself, or you can give more money to increase research. And research opens up new options for voting a thing. So it's kind of a cool game. You can really drill down deep into it and kind of just manipulate stuff in a more microscopic level. Uh, so it's very cool in that way. And it takes a while if you really want to go deep, as I said. Uh, but you can spend a lot of time with nuances of it. The next game I would like to is the Political Machine 2020. Now, this is a game that, in some form or another, has been around for a long time, since I was in college, many, many, many moons ago. And they updated, basically, every election cycle here in the United States by adding new candidates, new characters, basically, that you play as. You can create your own in the game as well, which is a lot of fun. And they give new graphics and things of that sort. It is a game that is designed with graphics that are silly, I guess you could say. Uh, they have like a bobblehead kind of <laughs> look to the characters. And again, it's a map-based game. But this one is slightly more involved, but still accessible. It is one that you pay for. You can get it on Steam or on iOS, and I believe it's on Android as well. You pick your candidate. You choose the length of your campaign in the number of weeks, and then you have a map. So you send your candidate around the map uh, by going to different states, and you perform actions such as building campaign headquarters, uh, a basic one, and then you can upgrade them as time goes on. Campaign headquarters gives you money every week uh, towards your campaign. You can hire campaign operatives, spin doctors who increase your ratings. You can hire uh, fixers who get rid of um, opponents' operatives. You can hire a variety of other ones that increase your or decrease opponents' abilities and characteristics in different uh, locations. They are state-specific, so you move them and fly them to whatever state you want. From time to time, there will be the chance to go on interviews with different media operations, uh, and they are parodies of modern media things like late shows or political talk shows or like a morning show 
And that gives you an idea of what kind of questions you'll get. Will they be hard hitting? Will they be more casual? And when you do such a thing, you are given a question and options for how you're going to answer multiple choice. You pick whichever one you want. And then after you answer it at the bottom of the screen, there'll be kind of a, a scale, a sliding scale that goes from disapprove to approve for how the audience or country as a whole feels about your responses. And the better you do, the more likely you'll get something called ideology points, which you can then spend in a tech tree kind of so that you can, depending on your candidate, they'll allow you to go more deeply into different ideological positionings. And those will then change the map. They'll color code it to match more of your candidates or more of your opponent's position. This game is a strict two-party system. There's no independent uh, candidates in it at all. Your candidate can also, when they are in a state, they can give speeches, which is one way to boost awareness of them and to get people on their side. So you would choose to give a speech. You choose what topic to do. And it's neat because when you tap, uh, when you go into a state, you can find out what they feel about different issues. Which ones are the most important to them and how you rank versus your opponent. Uh, and you can choose to Increase yours by saying that you are in favor of such a thing, or you can choose to lower them by saying you oppose or your opponent opposes, so you can kind of play with things that way. You can do marketing by put advertising in different states, and that allows you to change your perception of stuff for those who reside there, the voters in a particular state. So these are all different things that can be really cool. And then you can also fundraise in states. You can color code a state, uh, the map rather, based off how many electoral votes are in places, how they feel about you, uh, how much money they have so you can know where to go for uh, fundraising. And then there's an also another option where you can color code it manually by choosing what your campaign strategy is. Uh, so you can go ahead and you can say, well, I want the swath of states I'm really going to go for. I'm going to try hard and, and put my resources in there or uh, and things like that. So you can, can kind of see as you plot your way towards 270 electoral votes to try to win. And as time goes on, you'll get random events that pop up. They can be good. They can be bad. You can also get things, like I said, where there'll be a debate. Uh, and so you go and you tap on it and you have uh, interactions as well with that. It's a really fun game. It doesn't take long. It's humorous, which can be nice because when you talk politics, more often than not, they are not humorous and people have very deeply seated opinions and feelings about such things. And so that is a case where it's kind of nice to approach it in a more casual manner. So if any of these interest you, then you might want to try The Political Machine. Like I said, it is on Steam and iOS. It's one of my go-to games I always look forward to. And I will say it works on Mac OS. So that's how I play it predominantly on Mac Pro. Another game which has some political aspects to it, but also is about kind of being about governing a nation is called Democracy 3. And they're working on a new version of Democracy. I've been playing since Democracy 2. This is available on Steam. And you take the helm of a country. You appoint ministers because it's a parliamentary kind of system. So who your ministers will be for different things like transportation or education and so forth. And then you have an open field, as it were. You are giving uh, a view of what all different types of laws are that have been enacted in this country, and they are segmented or siloed into different areas like the law and order or health uh, and so forth. 
So then you can choose to modify laws that have already been existed for how much effort you want to put into them. And it'll show you visually, graphically, what that'll do to the landscape. So you want to stay in power or get into power, as it were. So you want to sway voters and do things that'll get people to vote for you, uh, but also things that you believe in. You can also propose new laws that just kind of get it enacted, as it were, and you choose your strength for that, how, uh, how strongly you feel about such a thing. And there are sliders that'll show you uh, that it'll, um, if you enact, say, um, tolls on the road, uh, the more tolls that you want on the road, uh, the less likely that commuters will be in favor of you, but also the more likely that the environmental groups will be in favor of you. So you'll have the negative and the positive, but you get to see what kind of strategies you have for that. And they can go through cycles of elections and voting and all of that kind of stuff, which is very cool to have. And you can do it for a variety of countries. Democracy 3 is definitely a game that you can spend countless hours playing. I know I have. <laughs> I'll just sit down. Next thing you know, I'll have three hours pass. But it's also a game where you can say, okay, I only get 20 minutes. And you play for 20 minutes and you save and you come back and it's okay. So it's perfect for someone like me who has two small ones, who works, and sometimes doesn't have very long to play. So you can kind of get into it, you get that itch scratched, and then you can come back to it at another time. Just a lot, a lot of fun. Now I want to shift gears to something that is free and web-based. It's called The Campaign Trail. You can find it at AmericanHistoryUSA.com slash Campaign Trail. And it is a game that, like I said, it's web-based. So you have to keep that in mind. But what you get to do is you can play through different periods of American history in a presidential election. So you choose what year you want to do. So they have everything from 1844 going all the way up to 2016. Uh, and when you choose it, uh, and I will say they don't have every election. These are ones that they consider pivotal for different reasons. So 1860, for example, right before the American Civil War, you have things like 1948, as you have uh, Dewey versus Truman. People might know this one as being famous because there's this picture of President Truman holding up uh, a newspaper and says, Dewey wins, which is really, really funny. You have 1968, which is when Nixon kind of is running and you have him going against Hubert Humphrey and Wallace, you have 1960, of course, Kennedy versus Nixon. You have 2000, which I'm sure is famous for a lot of people. 1988 is when George Bush as Reagan's VP uh, is trying to become president versus Michael Dukakis. And then it's interesting for 2016, they have two versions of it. So they have one that was created in March 2016 that doesn't necessarily fill out everything that actually happened. And then they have a full 2016, which kind of shows things as it really was. Uh, so you can go through history and you pick whatever you want. So if you want 1844 going really, really back in history, you have President Tyler going versus James K. Polk and Henry Clay, uh, Clay who was a Whig. And you pick your candidates, who you want to be, and it gives you a little blurb about each candidate, what party they are, what their home state is, and what kind of issues are going to come up. You pick your running mate, you get different options for them again. Just like picking your candidate, you are given the name of your running mate, you're given what party they are, their home state, and some reasons that they may be a good choice or not a good choice for you. And then you get to go ahead and pick how you want the electoral votes 
to be chosen. Uh, the default is how it is handled in the United States. Uh, it's winner take all, but you can also do proportional. And then you choose your difficulty level, easy through impossible, and you start. And what it does is it's text-based. So it gives you a variety of questions and what you want to pick as your option, your response. You choose. It'll then give you some advisor feedback. And then at any point, you can click on latest polls in the electoral map. It'll be color-coded. You can mouse over each state to see what percentage is for you or against you. And it'll also give you their state summary, how they feel about things like annexation of Texas, about tariffs, immigration, internal improvement, slavery. This changes depending on which year you are playing, and then you just can keep on going on. There's 25 questions, and at the end of it, it'll tell you, did you win, did you not win, and things like that. So it's kind of a, a neat way to learn more about different aspects of American political history in these snapshots, really, of moments that are considered to be by these individuals to be uh, pivotal or to be having some sort of big impact. So that's kind of cool to have. It's something you can play just about anywhere as long as you can. I believe it's Flash-based, so you have to be able to uh, use Flash. And as we know, Flash is going away and has some security issues. So that's something to be mindful of when you think about it. But like I said, it's free. It can. It's a very introductory kind of thing, but it can help you to Say, well, I don't know much about this part of history. And you want to learn more about it and learn about the different players there and some of the different issues. So you can kind of flesh out more on your own. So you can say, oh, I play this and I didn't know about subject XYZ. So then you can go and research more about it, which can be kind of cool. And then there are two board games, which I'm actually not going to go into depth with here because I haven't played either one of them. But I want to mention them because they're a thing. They exist. And... It's something that people might want to dive into. So the first one, uh, and I should say they're both by GMT Games, but the first one is called 1960, The Making of the President. Uh, there is a second printing out right now, uh, and you have all sorts of rules that you can get. There's living rules available on the GMT website, and they have cards that are used in just all sorts of stuff. So it shows the game where you play and you're trying to go ahead. It's um, Kennedy versus Nixon. You get this beautiful mounted game board. It's 22 inches by 34. There's a deck of 109 playing cards, counter sheets, a debate board, rule book, wooden pieces, a bag that goes. Uh, they all go into. It was designed by Christian Leonard and Jason Matthews, and it was published in 2017 originally, but they have a new printing out now. There's reviews all over the place that you can check out. And I'm just going to read the description and just kind of give you a brief blurb about the uh, number of players and games like that. So it is a winner of the 2008 International Gamer Award, uh, Best Two-Player Strategy Game, and nominated for numerous other awards. It's widely recognized as the best U.S. presidential election game ever published. Inspiration for this design comes from GMT's blockbuster card-driven game, Twilight Struggle, it's according to GMT's description, it says, We are pleased to announce that 1960 is coming home to GMT in an all-new edition, just in time for you to argue with your uncle over the 2016 presidential elections, because it was originally published then. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, in 1960, the making of the president, you take on the role of Kennedy or Nixon vying for the right to lead the U.S. during the heart of the Cold War. However, it is not just foreign policy that poses a challenge to American leadership. The year 1960 is synonymous with great social upheaval and progress. The candidates must contend with the question of civil rights and balance their questions 
and positions on social justice against the need for valuable southern electoral votes. Of course, the ever-present issue of the economy also rears its ugly head, and both Nixon and Kennedy will compete to be the candidate with the voters' pocketbooks in mind. The contest is fought out on an electoral map of the U.S. as it stood in 1960, a map where Louisiana and Florida share the same number of electoral votes as do California and Pennsylvania. Using a card-driven game system, all the major events which shape the campaign are represented. Nixon's lazy shade, President Eisenhower's late endorsement, and the quote-unquote Catholic question are all included as specific event cards. The famous televised debates and final election day push are each handled with their own subsystems. Candidates vie to capture each state's electoral votes using the campaign points in the four different regions of the country. At the same time, they must build momentum by dominating the issues of the day and attempt to gain control of the airway. The GMT edition of 1960 making of the president will benefit from the years of suggestions, variants, and clarifications that have emerged from gameplay since the game was first published. However, this will fundamentally be the same great game that players already know and love. For game features, it says the map scale is individual states in the U.S. You need two players. Time scale is one week per turn. It's medium low complexity. And for those who like to play games solitaire, it's low because you need two players to play it. Uh, so it's a game that sounds really interesting. It's one I want to play and we want to cover on the show. Um, hope to do that at some point. Uh, and then the other one that I had mentioned is called Mr. President, the American Presidency 2001 to 2020. This is a GMT game as part of their P500 system, which means that it will get made when there are enough people who have orders for it. Uh, it is going to get made. And it's just in the process right now for that. Uh, they are doing um, art and final development before it comes out. I have personally <laughs> added this to my orders, so I can't wait for it to come out as well. Uh, and here's the blurb for it. They actually have a lot of information on their website about it, but I'll just read a little bit so you can kind of get a feel for it. And like I said, when it comes out, when my order comes in, I will play it and we'll do a proper coverage of this on an episode of the show. But I just kind of want to uh, mention this here because we're talking about political games and this is something that might appeal to people and you can still go ahead and place a P500 order for it. The reason why you would want to do that is because you pay less. The P500 price is $52. Regular price is $79. You can save some money that way. So here goes. Mr. President is a historical solitaire game about governing as the president of the United States in the early 21st century. It's not an election game. So although I'm talking about it here with election games and talk about some governing games, this is strictly about governing, not about being elected as president. The description from the website continues. It begins after you've been elected. It's about sitting in the chair and trying to advance your agenda while navigating ongoing crises, political enemies, public opinion, your relations with Congress and the press, and keeping your country secure in a world of rival nations and agendas that just seem to keep blowing up around you. Mr. President is a resource management game where you never have enough resources to achieve your entire agenda, and the path you take through an always unpredictable storyline rests on the choices you make. Depending on the results of all those choices and on the unfolding of a, quote, different every game story, You'll either be thinking, President of the United States, piece of cake, or why was it that I wanted this job many times each game? Like the actual presidents during this period, 
You'll have an array of allies and resources to help you as you navigate both the corridors of power in the nation's capital and the uncertainties of international relations. These allies and resources will vary from game to game, but you'll always be able to rely on your Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense to help you with foreign policy and with the use, where you deem necessary, of the combat power of the United States military. You'll also have a bevy of domestic advisors and friends in Congress to help you navigate the many challenges in Congress in domestic life and politics, and you'll always have access to at least one truly exceptional talent. This, too, will vary from game to game. Someone who excels in their particular job and is a force multiplier for you in their own unique way. How you lead and utilize this mix of talents and experience at your disposal will go a long way toward determining your success or failure during your shot at being Mr. President. So you have a whole game map with all sorts of tokens and cards and things that you do to try to achieve your governing goals the game comes with a 22 by 34 inch mounted game board and a 22 by 17 mounted game board 180 cards 500 plus counters and markers a rule book a playbook six card stock player aid cards two 10-sided and two six-sided dice on the complexity scale for gmt it's firmly in the middle and for those who like to play solitaire it's high because that's how you play it's a single player game designed by gene billingsley and It is something that I am very excited about for this. So you can go ahead and check that out. It's on gmtgames.com, just like 1960, The Making of the President, second printing. So you can go ahead and check those out. Uh, And I don't think I give a price on 1960. 1960 right now is out there, so you can buy it for $90, which I know sounds like a lot of money, right? But when you think about the fact that you're playing it and you can play it time and time again and has all the things included in it, then it can be worth all the money. And it is something I believe you can also play online for those who like to go ahead and play things on um, different online venues. You could do play by email, you could do uh, all that sort of stuff. So it's a neat kind of thing to have available as well. So that is the lineup of political kind of games that we wanted to talk about today. So just to recap, talked about a bunch of them. You have on iOS and probably also on Android, uh, but honestly, I did not check that. So you might want to check your Google Play Store and your local Android uh, stores. You have the game 270, Campaign Manager, and Lawgivers. On Steam and iOS is the Political Machine 2020. On Steam is Democracy 3, and they are making a new version of Democracy. Web-based is the Campaign Trail, and you can get that over at AmericanHistoryUSA.com. And then if you want to do a board game, over at GMT Games, for both of these is Mr. President, the American Presidency, 2001 to 2020. That is in final art and development as part of the P500. So you can still get in at that P500 price. And then 1960, Making of the President, is out now. You can buy that for $90 American. Go ahead and check those out. So if you're a political junkie like me... Or you just want to try something different. There's a variety of games out there for you. The ones we've covered here are all sorts of different games. Whether electronic or physical, more casual or more involved. So they can kind of allow you to try a variety of different things to see what you like. I want to mention that I believe all of the iOS games that I covered here 
have free or light versions of them, so you don't have to pay for stuff. Uh, some of them have things that you do pay to unlock extra stuff. Some have fully paid versions that give you everything into it. Go ahead and check that out. Political Machine, I recommend playing on Steam. You buy it. But remember, with any Steam game, you have that full refund. Um, check that out on Steam for how that actually works. But basically, if you don't like a game or it doesn't work or whatever, and you have a certain amount of time elapsed, I think it's two days, uh, 48 hours. And uh, as long as you haven't played like a ton of time on it, I think it's a max of like three hours play time or less. But double check on Steam. You can submit for a refund so if you try the political machine 2020 or democracy three and you decide it's not for you it's not fun or whatever you can get your money back so that's really cool not something you can do with ios or board games but uh, i find that's a neat thing to go ahead and give a try so i want to just take the time to thank all of you for listening to this episode of wargaming recon like <laughs> you probably know we don't get political here really uh, we try to shy away from all that kind of stuff because we are welcoming of all individuals. Everyone is welcomed here in our community. We appreciate all of you. And we don't want to deny people. We don't want to turn anyone away. We don't want we want to be a safe space for everyone because we care about all of you. We want to choose kindness and we want to encourage you to do the same. And sometimes that seems like when you talk about a hot button topic like politics, it can be really hard to do. So we just want to remind you all that you can find us just about on all the social media platforms using the name Wargaming Recon. Check us out on Twitter, on Facebook. Of course, we have our Facebook fan club group there where people just kind of hang out and have fun and share what they're working on. We have our Discord, uh, which is available for anyone who wants to check that out. And then I want to take a moment to make sure that you're aware of our YouTube channel because we have some content that's been coming out there and we're really trying to push what we're doing on our youtube channel so we went ahead and we've actually kind of modified how things look on our youtube channel so one of the things you can do on a youtube channel which is really neat is you can choose what is public facing so we have a variety of playlists and things so we kind of reorganize it so that our most popular stuff shows at the top and some of the other playlists that we have unboxing videos recent uploads our past live streams video of podcast episodes that we recorded and we have some new content that i want to share so we have a whole new playlist up there called gaming with kids this is a series of videos and it's going to continue to grow there's not a lot right there now there's a couple but they will be continuing that are going to be vlog style videos of my children and I playing and using gaming stuff and just kind of hanging out and playing. So we have a couple there, which are, I just had a lot of fun and to get my kids involved with it. So there's one called Dwarven Forge with some bunny. Uh, my eldest and I just kind of very, very short video, just kind of playing with some Dwarven Forge pieces. And then another one is called Cavern's Deep Doll Home. Uh, and that's just a video that was done with um, my kids as well and playing with, again, some Dwarven Forge terrain. So it's kind of neat. Uh, we set the atmosphere by, uh, we have smart light bulbs in our living room and we can change color on them. So changed the color, so it was all kind of green, like a cavern. We got on the floor, turned all the other lights off, and just was playing with some pieces and building stuff. So that was really neat to be able to do that. And the video just kind of shows that and want to do more of that. So it is 
kid-friendly and something that you can share with your families. We try to make all our content family-friendly, but just something that's really kid-focused and kid-facing. And then we have our last podcast episode, episode 261, up there that we recorded uh, live, Jordanheim role-playing game. So that's there as well, which is really cool. So if you listen to the audio, you can actually see the video where we show some of the things from the game and the websites uh, involved with it. And then we did an unboxing of the Dwarven Forge Wall of Fire from the Hellscape Kickstarter. It's a piece that I think would be really cool for wargamers in general. Uh, we actually have a whole slew of, of Dwarven Forge <laughs> videos, unboxing videos, and quick overviews that I've recorded that we're going to be releasing a little at a time because I want to show off some terrain that we have picked up and things that would be cool for wargaming. So you can check that all out on our YouTube channel, which is super easy to get to, because all you have to do is go to wargamingrecon.com slash YouTube, and that'll bring you right to our YouTube channel there, so you can um, go ahead and get everything. It shows you our Wargaming Recon playlist and all that sort of stuff. Or if you're on YouTube, just type in Wargaming Recon, and that'll give you... Um, our stuff. So it's Wargaming Space Recon, and you can see everything. It'll be under my name, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. You can also look that up, and you'll get everything there. We're up to 171 subscribers, and hope to see that grow. But important thing is, we want to just deliver good content to you. So if you are a subscriber, thank you. Please be sure to ring that bell, the notification bell, that lets you know when new content's coming up, or when we're going to be live, or we do video premieres and all that sort of stuff, so you can interact with us. And uh, that's about it. So. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Wargaming Recon. Thank you for being part of our community and welcoming us into your home and your lives. Please, please, please remember to choose kindness in all things that you do. Uh, in these uncertain times where just the world is so topsy-turvy, it's more important than ever. And we just hope that you do so as much as possible, and we are trying to do so as well. And remember, no matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much time you're spending thinking, hmm, I don't know what political game to play because I never really was interested in it before, but Jonathan made it sound really, really cool. You know that you have to. You gotta. You need to. That's right. Keep on gaming. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. Wargaming Recon is a proud member of the TSR Podcast Network. Visit wargamingrecon.com TSRPN for more information and to learn about the other good shows on the network. This recording is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Thank you to everyone who backed our 2020 podcast season on Kickstarter. In particular, I would like to thank Bob Yates, Cigarbox Battle, Enfilade Convention, Jason Elliott, leader of TSR Games, John Vogel, Lead Bears Tufts, Nate Taylor of Dwarven Forge, Rising Phoenix GameCon, and Stefan Pagoni, founder of Dwarven Forge. We couldn't have been successful without the help of all of you. Thank you so very much, and hope you are enjoying this 2020 podcast season. Wargaming Recon is made possible by 
listeners like you. Become a Patreon backer to get behind-the-scenes content and new episodes before everyone else, starting at $1 per month. Visit wargamingrecon.com slash Patreon to become a Patreon backer. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by The Wargaming Company. Wish you could play a great Napoleonics wargame that's different from the same old stuff? Try ESR. ESR makes Napoleonics accessible, a complete system with you as the core commander. Start an army with ESR box sets or use your existing collection. It's meaty enough for diehards, but friendly for newcomers. Visit thewargamingcompany.com. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by Enfilade. Enfilade is a flagship historical wargaming convention for the Northwest Historical Miniature Gaming Society. Enfilade is held annually over Memorial Day weekend at the Red Lion Inn in Olympia, Washington. Enjoy the largest historical miniature gaming convention west of the Mississippi at Enfilade. Visit www.nhmgscitadel.com for more information. Wargaming Recon is proudly sponsored by the Maine Historical Wargamers Association. They're the folks behind Huzzah! Historical Wargaming for New England. Huzzah takes place May 15th to the 17th, 2020 at the Doubletree in South Portland, Maine. Experience some of the best historical wargaming at Huzzah! Visit www.huzzahcon.com for more information.